<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Wednesday, March 18th. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Sony and Mark Cerny go in-depth on the PlayStation 5 with lots of new details. Hearthstone's big Ashes of Outland expansion adds a new class. Call of Duty Warzone's solo mode is live. We know exactly when Half-Life Alex will release. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey is having a free weekend. Sony details the PlayStation 5. Sony basically took its planned GDC presentation about the technical specifications of the PlayStation 5 and placed Mark Cerny in front of a green screen in order to give the presentation he would have given at the show. And while it was awkward to look at, it was full of interesting and dense information from a very smart man who is good at explaining things. At the same time Sony and Cerny's presentation went live, Digital Foundry released an article about the presentation that they were able to watch early. And they also added some additional details it received from speaking with Cerny separately, including specific numbered specs about the PlayStation 5. Cerny opened the presentation basically saying there won't be any information about games, which was disappointing but not unexpected. In making the system, Cerny said he and Sony had three principles it kept in mind when developing it. Listening to developers, one, balancing evolution and revolution, two, and finding new dreams, which is kind of the idea that you have to think beyond just processing power and try to think of unique ways that developers can use the system to make interesting games and really be able to implement new ideas. A large portion of the presentation covered the advantage of using a solid-state hard drive, an SSD. Cerny said that including the SSD was the thing most requested from developers he has visited over the last few years, and he thinks it really is the key for the next generation. From there, the presentation got very, very technical and talked in depth about how games pull data from disks and how pulling data from different areas of a disk really slows everything down and how the SSD basically eliminates the process for the computer's need to seek out data. In some ways, the presentation felt like it was more about the advantage of having an SSD than it was about how great the PlayStation 5 is going to be. Richard Ledbetter wrote for Eurogamer and Digital Foundry, Sony's actual implementation is something else with performance rated at two orders of magnitude faster than the PlayStation 4. Two gigabytes of data can be loaded in one quarter of a second, meaning that in theory, the entirety of PlayStation 5's 16 gigabytes can be filled in just two seconds. As game creators, we go from trying to distract the player from how long fast travel is taking, like those Spider-Man subway rides, to being so blindingly fast that we might even have to slow that transition down, says Cerny. In terms of teraflops, which has become the new comparison metric in the same way we used bits to compare the SNES to the Genesis, the PlayStation 5 has 10.28, where Series X has 12. 
It's all going to come down to the quality of the games ultimately, and I trust Cerny when he says that tracking teraflops is not the purest way to measure the level of computational power from a console, but for what it's worth, the Series X will have more. Cerny also addressed the issue of fan noise from the PS4 today and how they are trying to fix it for PS5. Ledbetter wrote, Cerny acknowledges that thermal solutions on prior generation hardware may not have been optimal, but the concept of operating to a set power budget makes the concept of heat dissipation an easier task to handle, despite the impressive clocks coming from the CPU and GPU. Cerny stated that he is very optimistic about reducing that noise in general. The other big thing from the presentation was Cerny's focus on audio and improving audio across the board for all users, not just those with impressive sound systems. Cerny spoke at length about the advantages of 3D audio and how implementing it well actually depends on the shape of the user's ears. And in the future, he even sees people scanning their own ears in order to get the best audio out of a game. Initially, though, the PlayStation 5 will have vastly improved audio, especially with headphones that will let players better track what's going on in the game they're playing using 3D audio. Cerny used tracking down enemies in Dead Space, a game that he called Old School, which made me feel very old, thanks Mark Cerny, to help explain how 3D audio gives you way more advantages in feeling like you are truly in a virtual space. Like, right now we kind of can tell if something's coming from the left or the right, but in theory, with 3D audio, you'll have a much better perception of where, you know, an enemy in dead space might be hiding. Some other details uncovered include backwards compatibility. The PlayStation 5 will be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games with the caveat that it will support, quote, the top 100 games at launch. There was no word on potential backwards compatibility with PlayStation 3, 2, or 1, etc., Ledbetter was also able to answer some questions about expandable storage writing. Ever since Mark Cerny first revealed the proprietary nature of the PlayStation 5's SSD, questions have been asked about expandable storage. What happens when you filled your allocated 825 gigabytes of storage? Well, PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible, and you can save space by running your older games from standard external storage. It won't be as fast as booting from the internal SSD, but it'll free up space for the next-gen titles that are going to need it. Once the limit is hit, we suspect that games can be backed up to standard hard drives, but there is an option to boost SSD storage. It was all very exciting and full of technical jargon, and it seems like if you're playing purely a numbers game, Xbox Series X might have bigger numbers, but it really is one of those things where the games will ultimately speak for the capabilities of the system. And while Xbox might have more teraflops, it seems like PlayStation 5 might have the edge in audio, and it is pulling a lot of internal tricks that focus on making games run better. It's all conjecture at this point about which system will be more exciting, but here is my controversial opinion. They're both going to be great for different reasons. It's all very exciting, and I liked the words that Mark Cerny said because he said them in a very calming tone, and it makes me very eager to experience the next generation of video games. Hopefully it arrives on time at the end of this year. Hearthstone's next big expansion, Ashes of Outland, adds a new class, a solo adventure, and tons of new cards. Blizzard announced what's coming next for Hearthstone yesterday with a live stream that revealed the Ashes of Outland expansion, that will add all kinds of new cards 
and a new permanent class for the game, which is a first. From Blizzard's blog detailing the update, Ashes of Outland will introduce Hearthstone's first ever new class, the Demon Hunter. Empowered by demonic energies, the Demon Hunter wields unbridled fury. This is exemplified by its Hero Power Demon Claws, a one-mana cost boost to attack that allows Demon Hunters to fluidly weave direct attacks into their combat strategies. Demon Hunters brandish the power of Fell while crushing their opponents with colossal demon allies. They have access to cards with the Outcast keyword, which become more powerful when played from the left or rightmost position of your hand, including the turn they're drawn. The Demon Hunter is a permanent, full-fledged class that will be supported across all future Hearthstone expansions. The Demon Hunter is completely free for all Hearthstone players after they complete the Demon Hunter prologue missions that become available on April 2nd. Blizzard actually released four separate blogs detailing everything that will be added with the new expansion, so you can find a link to those in the show notes. And Blizzard is planning a series of live streams to reveal new cards beginning today and going until Wednesday, March 25th. The expansion will also add a new solo adventure with Blizzard writing Ashes of Outland is only the beginning. A new totally free solo adventure will be coming later in the expansion cycle. Illidan and the Demon Hunters will take the offensive against the Rusted Legion with the fate of Outland hanging in the balance yet again. Stay tuned. It's unclear exactly when that new solo adventure will be available, but it should be sometime in the next two or so months. Though I will add the new qualifier pending any delays related to COVID-19 concerns. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. Not only is Bluehost Cloud our fastest web hosting available, but it's also built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ace Combat 7, The Surge 2, and a lot more are coming to Xbox Game Pass soon. Microsoft revealed a bunch of new games coming to Game Pass for console and PC today for those who subscribe to the $14.99 a month service, What's Leaving Soon, and it also added some interesting free-to-play bonuses. Fantasy Star Online 2, World of Tanks Mercenaries, Sea of Thieves, and Smite are giving various bonuses to Game Pass subscribers, including emotes and cosmetic items for Fantasy Star, Free tanks for World of Tanks, Ori and the Will of the Wisps inspired cosmetic items for Sea of Thieves, and free characters and skins for Smite. This kind of content is new for Game Pass subscribers, and Microsoft is calling them perks. 
On March 19th, Ace Combat 7. Kona, a detective story about solving a surreal mystery by a blizzard-ravaged lake. And The Surge 2, a sci-fi action game heavily inspired by the Dark Souls series, are all being added to the library. On March 24th, Bleeding Edge, Ninja Theory's online melee multiplayer action game goes live. And on March 26th, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid will be available to subscribers. I actually reviewed that game for Game Informer, where I wrote, With its decent animation and inoffensive combat, it's safe to say worst Power Rangers games do exist. And I gave it a 6 out of 10. So you can decide if that game is worthy of taking up hard drive space on your Xbox. On the PC Game Pass side of things, Bleeding Edge, Power Rangers, The Search 2, and The Astroglaster, which is apparently a, quote, comedy game set in Shakespeare's London, are all coming soon. In terms of what's leaving, Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, Cities, Skylines, The Golf Club 2, Lego Worlds, Operencia, The Stolen Sun, and Vampire will be leaving console Game Pass soon. And Battleship Brigade, Cities, Skylines, Kingsway, Operencia, The Stolen Sun, Orwell, Keeping an Eye on You, and Vampire will be leaving PC Game Pass soon. I think the big exciting ones in there are Bleeding Edge, having a release date, and The Surge 2. If you're into Dark Souls and games inspired by Dark Souls, that's one I think is worth checking out. You can now play alone in Call of Duty Warzone. Yesterday, a new mode was added to Call of Duty Warzone, the free-to-play battle royale game that I have been enjoying a lot, with solos, which allows players to play the battle royale alone. That's always been my personal favorite way to play. It's much more intense knowing everyone is on their own when you're in the field. It's ironic to see this mode added amidst all the self-quarantining in place for COVID-19, but frankly, I'm surprised the mode wasn't just right there from the start. Valve updates Half-Life Alex's release date with a timestamp. Half-Life Alex will release on March 23rd, which we already knew, but Valve was kind enough to let everyone know exactly when the game will be available on that date, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Valve also said you can start preloading the game on Friday, though it didn't specify a time for when you can start doing that. This is obviously a very small update, but I like the specificity of that time. There have been plenty of occasions, the Switch eShop being a big offender, where a game will release on a certain day and I find myself just kind of waiting around to figure out when it will release. This also alleviates the confusion of, can I play the game at 12 a.m. Eastern time on the day before? It's just, it's nice to know the exact time, and I hope more publishers offer up a time when it comes to new releases like this. Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be free this weekend on most platforms. This is just a quick PSA, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the most recent Assassin's Creed, will be free to play this weekend starting Thursday, March 19th and going until Sunday, March 22nd, and it will be free to play on Xbox One, PS4, and on PC via Uplay, Steam, and the Epic Games Launcher. Not Stadia, though, which is too bad, because it would have been a good way to try out Stadia for those who hadn't dabbled with the service yet. The blog announcing the free weekend has lots of additional details, like download sizes and the exact time frames of the free weekend. Uh, it, starts, <clears throat> it starts at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on consoles and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on PC in North America. There's also weird little hiccups like 
Trophies will be disabled on PS4 during the free weekend, and Epic Games Store players will have to re-download the game in full to play this weekend, even if they already have the game downloaded. So check that out. But it's a, it's a cool deal. You will also get access to the Roman set, which basically lets you dress like Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, which is very cool. This is a nice little promotion, and while it could just be an attempt to pull people in to eventually buy the game when they want to play more on Monday, it might also just be Ubisoft trying to give people something to play while they're self-quarantining. Ubisoft has been known to do nice things like that, like when it gave away Assassin's Creed Unity because of the Notre Dame Cathedral fire. Whatever the reasoning, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a great game, and it's free this weekend, so that's a great excuse to check it out if you haven't already. That's it for gaming news today. I am still making my way through Ori and the Will of the Wisps and still really enjoying it. I still think every few minutes that it might be the best looking game I have ever played. It's not photorealistic, obviously, but the art is just so good. I'm at that point in the game where I have enough abilities that I've been able to start going back to old areas and grabbing things I couldn't reach before, which is always exciting. It's really great. It's all I want to play right now, but I have been dabbling with Warzone still a little bit here and there. I had my best round taking second place recently with a pair of random players who, admittedly, they did a lot of the work, but, you know, hey, I was still happy to be part of the team until the helicopter crashed, which was not my fault, surprisingly. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kylem Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please, consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator. I'm making my way through Black Mesa, the Half-Life 1 remake, and I'm having a great time. That, that remake is really well done. And you can also find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.